Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is a preview episode on November 18th, and the time is 4.14. We thought that was pretty fitting for the last week or so. Uh, TJ Pittenger, Richie Barnes, we're going to put a bow on that Miami win and move on to previewing this weekend's matchup against Boston College. Richie, I know the answer to this because I know where you spent the entire uh, day, but how are you doing today? Uh, been a great day outside. It was beautiful. Got, you know, had an outdoor work event, got to enjoy some of the weather. Um, yeah, it, I cannot complain at all. And, uh, you know, I, I love that we started at 414 and, and that I was able to get home in time. <laughs> um, a lot of people know that we had made some fourth and 14 shirts that uh, a lot of people really liked. And then a few hours later, Jordan Travis dropped his line and, and we took him off the store because we, we're not going to compete with a, you know, a Florida State's quarterback, take money out of his pocket. Uh, so uh, on that note, guys, go, go check out his website. He's got some really cool stuff. I picked up a shirt. He doesn't pay us. He doesn't sponsor, but we definitely want to support uh, our student athletes. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, I was able to chat with Jordan uh, both up in Charlotte and then actually just a few weeks ago and really, really good kid. I mean, I'll to sing his praises after the last several weeks of, uh, of Florida State football, but great kid, you know, and glad that he can make a little bit of money off of a, a pretty neat moment uh, in FSU history. I, I think he's made a decent coin. Oh, he's probably done pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, <laughs> Good for him, man. That's that, that's what the NIL was supposed to be, right? That you have a big game, you can make money and market yourself off of it. I love it. Yeah, no, no doubt. And they, you know, imagine like what some of these other guys could have made at, at times if, if the NIL would have been around. Imagine what Jameis would have made at Florida State. Oh, yeah. Because people yeah. were buying all sorts. Of, I bought a famous Jameis shirt that had a baseball bat so and football on stuff. it. Yeah, like, yeah that, that money could have gone to his pocket. I, eh, I think he's doing okay financially now. Yeah, no no doubt. <laughs> so anyway, speaking of finances, let's pay some bills. Double fries, no slot brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. I obviously always appreciate their support. If uh, you go up to Tallahassee for any basketball games or any other uh, events, and then we got a big soccer match tomorrow night, some different things going on, um, definitely stop by Guthrie's and get you a gut box. Yeah. Make sure you get that thing double fries, no slaw. I hope Larion was able to sop up his sorrows with, uh, <laughs> with some coleslaw. This week. Um, Richie, talk to us about – let's put a bow on this Miami game. I know that we mostly this is a preview episode, but talk to us. Any closing thoughts, any final thoughts from that? You might go out, but yeah, man, it was, you know, I feel just as good today about that win as I did, uh, you know, Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening when, uh, you know, Jordan Travis crossed that goal line and Van Dimes turned into Van Spiked. It, it, it was just great. And what, something this program needed. Um, I know we don't get into recruiting too much. It, it looks like it had a huge impression on a four-star uh, high four-star defense alignment that's committed to Georgia. A lot of people, uh, Newberg put a 10 on his crystal ball, calling it a lock to flip him. Um, yeah, a lot of positive momentum, and it helps what's going on around the state with the other schools. And, it, you know, I didn't expect Mike Norvell's window to open so quickly, but it, it's pretty much there. And he, this year and next year, if he takes advantage, you know, we could be in a good spot. But, you know, we've seen uh, several coaches in the big three for all three teams miss windows recently. Uh, so hopefully we aren't that. This could be the catalyst. I'm most interested, TJ, 
how this team responds this week after a very physical, emotional win to go up to Boston for a sleepy nooner. Can they bring that same intensity in and play that 60 minutes of football that way? And if they can, I, I think they'll have a favorable outcome, but I, it's going to be tough. You're going to need the guys like Jermaine Johnson. Uh, I know he's not playing, but McKenzie Milton to kind of keep these guys level-headed heading into this game. Yeah, that's the biggest thing to me. And I know you talked about the noon kickoff, which I think is big, but as as much as it is like a sleepy noon or whatever, you know, can the guys get up for the game? It, mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to say it's easy to get up, but it's easy to get up for a game in Doak yeah. against your rival. Pack Stadium, yeah. Pack Stadium, <laughs> you know, there was more people there than there were at the Notre Dame game. And so can you do that on the road against Boston College in a game that seemingly you have less to play for? Now, I do think that Mike Norvell has done a good job of keeping this team engaged, keeping them um, responding at all times. I think they'll understand what's in front of them. A, a chance to – at 0-4, I don't think we thought we were going to get more than two wins, and yeah. now we've got a chance to get to a bowl game. And I think that there's a lot of pride in that locker room, and you could tell that by the way that they played. And so, yeah, I think it's – moving on not doing what we're doing right now and still talking about the game five days later but moving on from it and understanding that yeah it was great to be Miami but it means absolutely nothing um when it comes to this weekend so Florida State goes on the road um but okay well you mentioned Jermaine Johnson so I'll say one more thing about him (laughs) just amazing just the greatest one of the one of the greatest performances you know um to get the forced fumble that led to seven points, and you obviously mm-hmm. end up winning by a touchdown uh, or by three. You know, you just three sacks, multiple tackles, tackles for loss. Big third down stop on Miami's yeah. last drive. Like, massive, massive tackle there that just shows up as a tackle, but not you know nothing really special in the in the uh, box, box score. score yeah. But um, man, that you know it's not on the level of the Jalen game. I don't think. But it's uh, it's like close, like it's like it's yeah. like up there, like the Burns first half, um, you know, against Miami. But yeah. like it's it's definitely up there because we don't win the game without him. Like I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. Like I I think it's probably on par with the Jalen game, but the fact that Jalen did the, did all that and made that big of an impact as a defensive back, yeah, <laughs> definitely you got to lean Jalen there because you know the when you're an edge rusher. You, you are one of the most impactful players on the on the field, potentially, mm-hmm. and he showed that. So definitely, you know, up there with, you know, in the rivalry that we see him lately, you know, uh, on the offensive side of the ball, Dalvin obviously had a few big games. Greg Reed would always have a big game against Miami. But, yeah, Jermaine Johnson really cemented himself with this one as, a, as an all-time great knoll after just 10 games, which is crazy. Him, him and Walter Jones, the greatest two knolls to yeah. – just play one year. I think, I think somebody, somebody yeah. will like correct me on that. No, can you believe? No, <laughs> and that's, and I love Bobby. That that's, that was on him. He had Walter Jones for two years, but he redshirted him a year. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, we will do now what we hope the team has done a few days ago um, and look ahead to Boston college, <laughs> All right? Boston college uh, comes into this game as a point and a half favorite um, okay. it opened at three, the line opened at three points, um, up to a point and a half. Now, uh, initial thoughts on them being favored by like one, two points. The fact that it has moved our way a little bit. I'm very interested <laughs> to see how that 
what happens over the next day or yeah. so, how much so late like, money comes in and where things go from there. Yeah. I, I think people look at that Miami game and then they go back and look at some of Florida State's scores and be like, man, they've been close. They still remember that Notre Dame game, right? Two games that if you're a college, casual college football fan, you've probably only seen two FSU games. And that includes if you watched Miami, but everyone watched Notre Dame, right? Because it was the only game on TV. Mm-hmm. But I think the spread's about right. These teams, to me, look very similar on paper. Um, and, uh, you know, three points for the home field advantage. I, I've been to uh, Chestnut Hill. I, that atmosphere is not impressive in the slightest. And that was in 2015. Oh, like 40,000 fans, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it was in 2017 when Florida State was still in the top 10 at the time because they hadn't lost to Georgia Tech yet. And there was patches all over the stadium like we were able to move down like 20 rows because there was nobody in the stadium i couldn't believe it um but yeah it's it's not an intimidating environment the weather seems like we might get lucky it's not going to be any different than really tallahassee weather this time of year i think it's going to be out 45 degrees at kickoff and that's about what it is in tallahassee um this time of the year so i don't think that'll be too much of an impact um but yeah i, I think i i wouldn't be surprised if this game was a pick them or if florida state was even favored by half a point or a point come kickoff yeah, I'd be pretty. I'll say I'll be pretty shocked if it does go over to Florida State being favored. But I like your take there that it's probably going to be pretty close to a pick 'em yeah. at half, uh, unless you know Vegas finds out about something that uh, the rest of us don't know about, which which certainly <laughs> is a possibility. Yeah, like the line will move a ton, and then we'll get word that somebody's out. Yeah, we, we just got to avoid the flu again, and uh, we'll we'll be all set. Your your mic went out again, TJ. can't hear a word TJ saying, so I will just ramble for a little bit. But again, I, I do think uh, a pick sounds about right um, up there. And I know obviously we'll get to the score predictions towards the end of this, uh, you know, who we think wins the game. But I would be very surprised if I saw a blowout on either side of the field, right? I, if Florida State blew Boston College out, that'd be surprising. If Boston College blew Florida State out, that would surprise me as well. At the same time, uh, I don't know, man, this offense, they, they were on the verge of blowing Miami out a week ago and then it just could not push over that final hump. And then obviously, you know what, every other game that it's been close. The only one that has been was NC state in that game. You didn't have Jordan Travis and half the team had the flu and had to, you know, battle that. So, you know, you, I don't want to say throw it out because the results still happened. And, you know, I, I think NC state, I think we'd probably get him if we're healthy with Jordan Travis, because this offense is playing well. Phil can't hear you. Why don't you just go to a uh, computer audio? Okay. Can you hear there me? There we go. There he is. <laughs> um, phew, brutal. Uh, I didn't want to interrupt you. I didn't want to talk until I couldn't test it. Like I don't. So anyway, Harlan, Harlan's not going to fix this later. Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> Vegas's line is right in line with ESPN's there. Vegas. I'm sorry. ESPN thinks we have about a 41% chance to win. It's probably slightly low, uh, but, you know, they base a lot of that on more than just, you know, what we see right now. I think the Vegas one is is probably a little bit more accurate. But, uh, yeah, I mean, expecting a close game, don't see either one of these teams running away with it. The biggest thing – Real quick, I, I wanted to look up another metric. Um, so Bill Conley's SP Plus, guess what he has this game as? Probably a coin flip. <laughs> 28 to 28 is what his computer score threw out. So well, yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's what the that's what the over-under tells you. The over-under tells you that this is going to be a 28-27 final score because the over-under is 45 and 54 and a half. And so 
you know, you really wouldn't be shocked by any of this stuff. The difference for Boston College right now, because two weeks ago, they or three weeks ago, they uh they scored three points on Syracuse. Like they were in yeah. a mess of trouble, a world of hurt. We we've bounced around with what we thought our most likely Florida State win coming down the stretch here would be. And, you know, at one point we said it was Miami and then they got hot. And then we said it was BC because they couldn't score. And then their quarterback came back. At this point, I mean, I do think it's Florida because they're just a dumpster fire, but they'll go out and put 45 up on Missouri and win that by a bunch. And I'll have to re rephrase it. But we're feeling good um, about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. But their quarterback's back. He accounted for five touchdowns. Phil Jerkovich um, had three on the ground, two passing touchdowns, five, five total touchdowns. And they're a different team since he came back. Again, they scored three on Syracuse. And then uh, just last week, they put up 40-plus uh, on Georgia Tech, 41 total. Uh, not that Georgia Tech is a world beater by any means. Like scoring 41 on Georgia Tech I don't think is super, super impressive. Um, yeah. Miami put up, what, 33 or 38 the, the week before against Georgia Tech. And yeah. so I, I don't think Georgia Tech is great. Uh, but I do think that they can score a good number of points. I do think if they put 41 up on Florida State, that's danger zone because I don't know that we can get to that many. But I, I do like Florida State's defense a little bit better than um, than Georgia Tech's. Um, Boston College did not look good two weeks ago against Virginia Tech, a really weird yeah. game um, in which the final score was 17-3. to um, And – a lot of punts in that game, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was, it was 10 0 early for Boston college. Um, and it ended up being that at half. And then they scored once to start the second half and then nobody mm-hmm. scored. Uh, well, VT got a field goal, but then they didn't score again for the rest of the game. So they can go through long stretches of, of not being able to score. Um, I think the biggest thing, like you just said, he can move like that. Yeah. Phil Jerkovich can move in his three games uh, that he has finished, obviously got hurt in the fourth one. So you can kind of throw the stats out from that. He's run for 71, 65 and 61 yards. A little foreshadowing there as we get into our uh, prize picks here in just a minute, (laughs) but uh, he can move and he can run. And I think he runs fairly well. And Florida state's shown some struggle with that this year. Um, You know, I don't know exactly what the game plan is. If it's to keep a spy or, to spy at times or what, but I do think that Florida State's defensive line coming in and dominating like they did last week is going to be a big um, key to victory. So thoughts on their offense, thoughts on them being able to kind of bring it from that perspective. Yeah, and and, uh, Florida State hasn't really played too many really mobile quarterbacks. You know, Sam Howell, kind of mobile. I think he – Jerkovic probably a little more mobile. Cunningham Cunningham is much more. But Cunningham, uh, you know, had 14 carries for 56 yards against Florida State. They really did a good job. Only his long was 15 yards in that game. Um, This defense, man, it's weird because everyone heading into the season, you know, there's no way Adam Fuller makes it. And now I'm on team bring Fuller back, by the way, if we want to have that discussion, because this defense is improving. Obviously, you're not going to have Jermaine Johnson next year, and you're not going to find someone to replace his production but they are showing improvements. And even some of the plays, even though Max last week against Miami, you know, that, that one big play with Miami was on their own three yard line. Um, I forget who it was that Van Dyke hit. That was just a perfect throw. That was good coverage. That's just the, that's an NFL throw made by a college freshman. So I think we're going to be in good shape there. You know, their offense is kind of, I don't know. They're, 
they're like we said, they're they're completely different with uh Jerkovic back there. I believe they're four and in games he started and finished. Um, and they've lost a few games without him. So he's definitely a difference maker, very similar to how Jordan Travis is for Florida State. Um, you know, thinking about Jacksonville State and NC State, two games that I think if Jordan Travis starts and plays the whole game, Florida State wins. Um, yeah. so he he has that kind of impact on them. Uh the defensive line, I I think they'll be fine. I I I'd like the matchup. I, I have a hard time seeing Boston College getting to 30. Um, you know, we'll see it again. It, it, big plays are, are the big ones. You gotta, you know, Zay Flowers, he, he's their go-to receiver in the passing game when they, when they do start throwing it out, 40 catches at 653 yards on the season. Uh, definitely someone to keep an eye on another prize picks uh, for you coming up there. Um, but yeah, they're, the, the offense is completely different with uh, Jerkovic back there and it, it's, the defense will have to be disciplined, but I, I'm fairly confident they will be. Yeah, I okay. I know that I give you a hard time for this every week. Can you, while we're talking about this real quick, can you look up what the Miami ones were last week just to see how we did? I really don't care about the other weeks, and I don't, I don't know that I necessarily went like five and zero or anything. I just want to see how how closely we predicted what would happen actually did go down before we get into this week's price okay. picks. Um, while you're doing that on the side of the ball, yeah, and. I'm not breaking any news here by saying that Florida State's defensive line needs to play well for us to win the game. Of course, they're the, they're the strength of the team. They're the best part of the team. They've got the best player on the team. they got the best player in the conference on that defensive line. Of course, the defensive line needs to play well. But it really does come down to that. Defensive line gets pressure. You force guys into quick throws. Jerkovic only has one interception on the season. Again, he's only mm-hmm. played in like three full games, one of those games being against like Colgate, if I remember correctly. <laughs> um, the other one against UMass, who – you know, transitive property here, but they beat UMass 45-28. Their defense, obviously not as good as Florida State's, I wouldn't think. Um, and then the, the other two that he's played in, Virginia Tech and in, in, uh, in, uh, Georgia Tech. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're different with him. But I don't, you know, I don't know. We'll see. He's, he's done yeah. a good job taking care of the ball, but I don't know that he's seen a team. Yeah. Not that Florida State's defense is, like I said, off the charts by any means. But I do think he's going to see yeah. some different athletes than he's seen this year yeah. with of our. Of course, they seeing better quarterbacks than him. Um, I mean, that's, that's not a shot yeah. at him. The, Just the last ACC's, week, ACC is actually a pretty good league for quarterbacks this year. Yeah. But again, he he's like a a poor man's Jordan Travis, right? Maybe a, a little better passer, not as good of a runner. But I mean, we'll we'll find out at noon on Saturday. Uh, but I have Miami prize picks for you if you want to go through those real quick. Let's do the defensive side of the ball, and then we'll get into our prize okay. picks. Quicker episode, maybe just like a thirty-minute preview tonight. Um, we didn't have a guest. Actually, both guests that I reached out to just left me on red, so that was fun. Yeah, BC um, did give up twenty-eight to UMass. Good call, Dupree. There, that's that's yeah, <laughs> that's not good. That's not a great, not a great <laughs> statistic. And hopefully, I mean, if we can't get to twenty-eight, I mean, says something. Now, dude, I, I well, we'll get into that once we get to the preview yeah. a little bit later. Boston College's defense. Um, you know, I I remember the uh, remember a few years ago the Bucks had like the number one rushing defense in the in the league. And in the worst passing like defense. the 30th. So you have to kind of read into this. You can't read into this too much. The stat is Boston College has allowed the fewest completions of any team in the NCAA. Right now, what I'll say around that is Boston College's schedule is the following Colgate, UMass, Temple. They did play an SEC opponent in Missouri, who's five and five right now. They played Clemson close. NC State, Louisville, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech. Um, not necessarily 
the most difficult schedule. Um, in fact, their only good out of conference game is to a very mediocre to poor Missouri team. Um, and then they played a lot without their quarterback. And so they have allowed the least amount of completions in the NCAA. <laughs> They're 97th in opponent rush yards per game. So 97th out of what is it? 130 right now is it 131. Yeah. So very, you know, bottom third tier, yeah. um, with opponent rushing average. Um, they're down there with, you know, Washington state, Georgia tech, Texas state, Tulane, NC state, you know, Florida's in there. So not great. Um, but they do a nice job against the pass. And so yeah. I think that kind of plays into our hands. That's yeah, kind absolutely. of what we want. <laughs> That's, you know, you don't want to be so one-dimensional that all you can do is pass, but I think Florida State's done a great job this year of setting up the pass with the run. I don't think we need to have a lot of completions this week. I think if we can complete 15 to fifteen or so passes, it probably bodes very, very well for us. That means we're probably throwing it 20 to 22, 25 times. You're completing a high percentage of them if you complete 15, and uh, I think it puts us in really, really good shape there. Um, thoughts on our offensive attack against them. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie and say I've watched a ton of Boston college football because I haven't. Um, but I like where our offense is and, uh, you know, it seems Mike Norvell, Kenny Dillingham, when Jordan Travis is available, they are comfortable. They know what they want to do. Even against Clemson, the offense really struggled, but going back and looking at it, you know, Travis didn't have his best game, but you know, he was being pressured all night. So of course he's going to be seeing ghosts. But there were some shots there that he he that were open, schemed up that he could have hit. Um, I think last week it is going to be huge for his confidence as a passer. Uh, he even said in the press or in his uh, media availability uh, either Monday or Tuesday that you know he he has so much confidence that he didn't consider himself a true quarterback when he got to Florida State, and now he looks at himself as an actual quarterback, which he's become. It's that fourth and fourteen throw that. Well, I'll, I'll talk about that as long as I want, but th that was a big time throw that he trusted his pocket um, stepped up and put it. It wasn't a huge window. Obviously that's, you know, in, in the NFL, the, the windows are much, much tighter, but for college football, that was a fairly tight window. So I think his confidence is growing. Uh, and I think we'll get back to what we see in, uh, you know, really just ground and pound, right? You're going to have Travis, Jay Sean, Trey Sean, just running it nonstop. I, I think you said 15 completions. I, I think that's a good number. I, I would love to see 15 pass attempts because that means you're doing exactly what you want on the ground. And again, Boston college isn't great against the run this year. I, I think Jordan Travis and uh, the two backs behind him, you know, they're going to get theirs. They're, this offensive line is, is getting a little healthier. They're going to get theirs. And, uh, you know, I think that's the blueprint and set up a few, uh, you know, deep pass plays and, if you hit one or two of those, you're going to be in really good shape, I think. All right, so let's do um, let's do this. The one thing I know that I will say uh, about FSU, and I talked about this a little bit earlier, but um, the one thing about FSU this year is if they were going to quit, if they were going to give up, uh, you know, it would have happened earlier in the yeah. year. Right. And really the biggest thing that I think Mike can be commended on is the buy-in um, from his program and the buy-in from his team and how much they – just never stop fighting and never stop caring. You know, when you look across the way at Florida and you see how like every, every little bit of adversity that comes up, they just quit and they fold and they find a way to lose. Florida State does the absolute opposite. And it didn't pay off for him. It didn't, 
didn't work out for him in the Clemson game. Mm-hmm. And we got close against NC State, close against Louisville. And, and I understand that. Like, you're going to win some one-score games. You're going to lose some one-score games. But really to go down eight last week and have to fight back the way they did, um, you know, when all of us, when we went down eight, like said, like, oh, well, that's it. That's that's the end of that. <laughs> you know, like, we're not coming back there. And so uh, that's really what I see being the difference in this game. We'll talk score predictions here in just a minute. But I really think that uh, FSU's fight – and their kind of will to keep things rolling and keep things going mm-hmm. is what the difference so far in this season is in turning this season around and what will eventually be the difference on Saturday as well. So it'll be interesting to see what can kind of happen, what ends up happening, but we'll kind of see as we go. So, yeah. Well, to uh, your point real quick that, this is a team that last year they had got, were on the road and got down to, by 10 points to a team that was, you know, clearly better than them, at least most perceived to be that it's game over, right? But we all gave up on that one. Well, that's what happened at Chapel Hill this, uh, this year. We went up there as a 17 point dog. They jumped out 10 zero and sitting on the couch, I'm looking at my wife and like, yeah, we have to watch. Yeah. I want to watch the rest of this game, but there's no chance we're coming back. Then they put up 21 points in the second quarter and uh, you know, it, the game was never in doubt from there in the second half. So I, 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 this team was down by 18 points in the fourth quarter to Notre Dame came back and sent it to overtime. I, I agree. TJ, this team, for whatever reason, the, the buy-in is absolutely there. You can see it again, go watch Travis Hunter's video from the locker room against Miami. That was just one of the coolest things, but yeah, there is buy-in. So I, in uh, I know I'm, I still get, you know, memories from the past few years. So if Boston College goes up like 13 0, I'll probably like, damn, we're not going to win this game. And then they'll come back and make it 14 13. And all of a sudden I'm back on the couch, perked back up. Like, all right. I I knew this team had that fight in them, but they truly do have this fight. Yeah, no, it's, it it is, it's refreshing (laughs) to see after the, uh, after the last few years. Like you said, sometimes it's going to work out for you, sometimes it's not, but. If they if they had showed that quit that other teams had, um, they certainly don't beat Miami. Like I remember, we remember Clemson being up forty two to nothing in the first half two years ago. Yeah, right? like that, that, that's not happening anymore, and that's and yeah. that's really good to see. Yeah, Florida State needs to find a way to get this win and find a way to get a win uh, in a week uh, against Florida, and then get those extra bowl practices and. and kind of pay themselves back for that. I think that's the, the biggest thing, TJ. You just said it. The, those bowl practices, especially with how young this team is. No. Um, and Let them uh, continue to develop. Yeah, and obviously, like, Jermaine Johnson's not going to play in the, you know, the Gasparilla Bowl or wherever we end up. So whoever, right. whoever's behind him, <laughs> so whoever's behind him is going to get all those first-team reps for the bowl practice, get that game experience. That bowl practice for a young team is so valuable, and I hope Mike is using that to motivate them, like, for this week. Guys. If we go 1-0 this week, next week we have a chance to become bowl eligible. And that, that's huge for a team that hasn't been to one in a few years. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's do our prize picks. Uh, prize picks is an app that you can go download today. Use code NOSLAW for a 100% match up to $100 on your deposit. Um, again, prize picks app, code NOSLAW, N-O-S-L-A-W. You can pick different um, athletes, different competitors in different sports and leagues. You could take Jordan Travis's over under on rushing yards and Anthony Davis's over under on points and put together a, a wager with that. Ton of fun. Go check out the prize picks app today. Let's jump into, well, first let's do last week's. How did we do last week? 
um, and then we'll jump right. into. So, so we're going to have to go. We'll have to go honor code uh, if you remember what you picked last week. Um, but the first one, I think all three of us got was uh, Van Dyke, uh, 30, 375 and a half passing yards. I believe he was under that, wasn't he? I think the under there. I okay. thought you took the over. You sure? Yeah, I definitely took the under. Oh, okay. I, I made it high. So at full disclosure, I, I made it high in hoping of Oh, yeah, you didn't Larry. set these. You didn't set I, these. You didn't no, set I did. I did set these. And I was hoping. Well, I'm saying to, we didn't, yeah, you said. Yeah, I, I was hoping to bait Larry on into taking the over on that one, but he did not. Uh, Jordan Travis, 52 and a half. I think he finished with 62. So he hit the over there. Uh, Knighton hit under 23 and a half carries. Corbin and Ward were under 150.5. And FSU, I think I took the over on that, so I missed that. One. I, I took the over on Cor- Corbin and Ward, I took the under on Knighton. Uh, Travis, I don't recall, but punts, I know we both took the over on punts not fielded at one and a half. Of course, we hit the over on that because why wouldn't we? Um, well, thank I feel God like we need last, to keep thank God that last one fell. I feel like that needs to be a bonus pick every week is one and a half, uh, over under fielded or not fielded punts by Florida State. Um, yeah, I think that uh, I'll, it's just an easy. Yeah, that last one week. that that could man, that could have been bad if they down that the four yard line or something. That'd have been really really bad. <laughs> uh, probably don't win that game. No, you got you're not going ninety six yards. <laughs> so, all right, cool. Uh, let's roll with this week's prize picks for Boston College. What you got? All right, so Jordan Travis, one hundred forty seven point five passing yards. One hundred forty seven point five. Uh, I'll go over here. I'll, we'll get a shot play. We'll get a shot play. It's like 60, 65, 70 yards. Um, and, uh, or maybe we'll just say like a 50, 60 yard shot play. That'll, that'll get us there. We'll, we'll do okay. over. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the under here. I think uh, we, we discussed it. Florida State's going to want to run the ball. That's the weakness of Boston college. Their, their strength is their past defense. Um, I do think Mike, it does want to take some shots downfield, but that, that seems like, I don't know, a, l- a little high for me at, Right now, if he comes out and has another game like last week, I'll, whatever the over-under is for Florida, I'll take the over. But this week, I'll, I'll sit on the under. Uh, Corbin's listed at 71 and a half rushing yards. I think I'll take the over there. He's kind of disappeared. Not disappeared. He's still making some plays, but hasn't had those you know, those first few games when he was over like 120, 130 yards. I, I'll take him over 71 and a half here. Um, what did he have last week? Let me look at it real quick. He had 68 last week. So, like, yeah, he was there. Yeah. I like the over here. Give me the yeah. over as well. Cool. All right, let's go to uh, – so this can be rushing yards for Jerkovich, 42 and a half. And you, those numbers you read are kind of scary. To yeah, you. I was going to say 61, <laughs> 69, 72. I, over. This is not even close. I'd like this defensive line. I think the linebackers are, are the stepping sacks, up. The I'm going to take good. under here. So I think he – I don't think he goes like for like 70. So you have, like you have him week. over it. So if, if there were zero sacks, you'd take him over. Without a doubt. Okay. Yeah, and with the sacks, I still like him over slightly because I'm going to say that our sacks drop a little bit and like he scrambles out of stuff and gets like two, three yard gain. Like, you know, like yeah. I think our sack, I think he's mobile enough to where we're not just going to be able to like no. rush him and sack him a bunch like we did last week with a younger freshman quarterback. I think that we'll get to him a couple of times, but he'll get out of the pocket, you know, go down, you know, he'll turn a sack of eight into a sack of twice, a two twice, yeah. right? Like, yeah. so then. He's only losing two yards on two sacks, and then it, you know five yard rush puts him over. So anyway, I like I like the over here. Cool. 
Let's go to the next. I was going to say something. I just lost my train of thought there entirely. Uh, but let's go to Jordan Travis. Uh, I'm going to hammer the over 39 and a half rushing yards because I, I think he's going to run a lot this weekend. I, I think so, too. He did a good job last week um, of knowing when to run, knowing how to run, how to get down, how to protect himself. He had 68 last – I'm sorry, 62 last week. Um, and some of that – actually, we didn't give up a sack last week, did we? Um, I don't think so, no. Oh, that's what I was going to say real quick. Oh, I forget flag, yeah, we, we had a few sacks, but I don't know if they're true sacks or. Um, well, you had the strip sack. That counts. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, there were a couple. Um, but yeah, what I was going to say real quick was Boston College. I saw an interview on the ACC network. I forget if it was the right tackle or left tackle, but he's played 530 snaps this year or something like that, allowed zero sacks. So it, it, that's just one of them. But when you have one guy like that, you you don't have to worry about that. Can the other four guys do their job? Because you know he's doing his. Can you put Jermaine on the other side? Whatever side he's on, <laughs> right, you put exactly. Jermaine on the other side, right? Uh, uh, or I, actually, Jermaine's the best player in the conference and the state. Yeah. Like I don't, he's gonna be the best. Player no, I, in the let, state let him get the first sack of the season on this guy. That, that's yeah, what I say. I agree. So um, uh, if we don't have any sacks by halftime, though, maybe switch him to the other side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, it's, if it's a close game, yeah. Um, so, so, I, so are we both over on Travis here? Thirty nine. I like over. I like over. Yeah. For sure. All right. Last one. Zay Flowers, Boston College's leading receiver, sixty-seven and a half reception yards. What's your thoughts on that? Um, man, I just try to look up, and you know, Rambo went for ninety-five. Mallory went for seventy-two last week. Um, Nine went for. Th- Nines is a little bit misleading yeah, because he had a thirty-five yard. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that I think that they, they'll they'll get some yardage. They're going to score yeah. three or four it's a good times. Number. Yeah, yeah, number. I, I think they'll get it, especially as a number one target. Uh, Florida State secondary has done a lot better. I don't think this is a slam against them to, to think that they'll get this, but I, I like the over here. Yeah, so he's their leading receiver with forty receptions. The next leading receiver. Um, has 20 receptions so he has yeah. twice as many receptions as the him. next leading receiver so to me this comes down to do, do they hit one big player or not to him i think this defense isn't really good but they still give up one or two here and there I, i'm gonna say over as well I, I think he'll get one big play but they do a really good job down to down containing him yeah no i i think that's fair i think that's most likely um is that all of them? Is that all of our? That, that's uh, all of them, unless you want to do the uh, the punt fielded. Um, I mean, I'll go with an over here. I would go over here in most games. I will say, in this one, so based on how this game plays out, I could see there being less possessions because I think yeah. they do a pretty good job of. Um, I think they do a pretty good job of moving the ball. We do a pretty good job of moving the ball. We take care of the ball pretty well outside of that. Um, out, outside of um, handoffs, which is certainly detrimental to everything we wanted to do. But I think there will be less possessions in this game. And so I don't know how many punts there will actually be. I'm going to say Boston College only punts the ball. I'm going to say they punt the ball four times. And like against – so, like to back it up against Virginia Tech, they had one, two, three, four, five punts. I'd say against us, they're going to punt it four times because we're going to get a turnover. Mm-hmm. Uh, but against Georgia Tech just last week, there were a lot more possessions, but obviously they scored a lot more uh, and they only punted once. 
So I'm going to say they punt four times and two don't get down. So give me the over. Long way to say over. Yeah, I think I'll take the under. I, I just pulled it up. Uh, plays per game, Florida State ranks 90th nationally, running 68.2 plays a game. Boston College ranks 93rd, running 68 point, or 67.8 plays a game. So, yeah, I, I think both teams are going to want to slow this down. They're not in the, you know, you got seven teams above 80 plays a game right now. They're, neither team wants to run tempo. I think Norvell's perfectly happy with a shortened game. He's like, the less possessions as far as he's concerned, I think he would take that. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to take the under, surprisingly. <laughs> I hope you're right. I, I hope absolutely so hope you're right. Uh, and I hope it's not because Boston College is just not punting. But. Yeah, that, and that will not be the case. I'll tell you right now, that won't be the case. So, um, all right, score prediction time. What do you think? What do you like here? Um, where are you? Let's roll. Yeah, I think it's a good matchup, but they're, like I said, they're so close. that Bill Conley's SP Plus is, I think, one of the better formulas to truly do power rankings with. Has this game 28-28, right? That's that's going to be tough. Um, going on the road, if they can come out strong and keep the foot on the gas and just win a comfortable game, that'd be awesome. I just nothing's been easy this year, right? Outside of North Carolina, ironically, and UMass, of course, and UMass has fired their coach since then. But I do like Florida State that's here. I think I think the matchup really sets up well for Florida State. I think Florida State is fairly comfortable towards the end. I think they're gonna be up like 28 to 17 in the fourth quarter and Boston college gets a, you know, a late touchdown to make it 28 to 20 or excuome me, 27, 24. So yeah, Florida will be up by 10, 27, 17. I see a late touchdown by BC, make it 27, 24, but I do have Florida state winning again. So I think it's going to be razor thin and Florida state finds a way to get the win. I do like the matchup. I would not be shocked at all. If Florida state lost this game, No, um, but I'm not going to pick, the other team, when it's so close, I'm going to pick us every time and just be a homer. And so there's your logic. I think this game could honestly go down either way. Uh, I have it as close as you can get it. I like us 31 to 30. I was um, hoping you'd go the other way after you picked Miami last week. You're, you're uh, killing the good juju here. Yeah, I just didn't want to be the only hater this week. So everybody else is picking up SU. I'm picking up SU too. Oh, but I could certainly get the seven crying Jordans. That, that, that would be unfortunate. Uh, boy. Yeah, I uh, – Shout out to Corso. He's the only one to pick us this week. Yeah. Dupree. Dupree likes us 35-21. You know, that would be so good for my mental health and, yeah. you know, everything else. I'd love to watch us kind of cruise to victory and then get to watch that Missouri game without having any yeah, – exactly. Missouri-Florida game without having any stress in my life. So, anyway, I, I like us to pull it out 31-30. to 30. Um, We play well, have a lead, let them back in it. And uh, give me a give me a give me a field goal to win in the end. It'll be twenty eight twenty eight, or it'll be they'll be up by two, and we'll we'll hit a field goal to win by one. So I like uh, it. I, I would take that. A lot of stress, but I'll take it. Um, we mentioned the soccer has a big match um, coming up tomorrow, the second round of the NCAA tournament. Um, they're getting close and trying to get back to another NCAA Final Four. Um, basketball got a win last night we'll have a yes. basketball minute for you on sunday richie wasn't wasn't feeling it after the performance last night but we're hoping things kind of turn around <laughs> and improve there um women's hoops plays again oh, tonight against jacksonville uh men's hoops what has a doesn't men's hoops have a have a game this weekend I, yeah that's 21st sorry, 21st so that'd be sunday right? so on sunday um so 
Stay tuned for all of our Around the Horn stuff. Go check out DoubleFriesNoSlaw.com. And if you need anything um, from us, hit us up on social media where it's Double Fries Pod. We like interacting with you guys and enjoy it. We'll see you guys on Sunday to recap, hopefully, another FSU win. Until then, go Noles. Let's go.